The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. Do you remember back in the day when you would see a landing page which said, hey, give us your email and I'll send you a 52-part video series that'll teach you how to do something. And you go, oh, that's great value, that. I'll, I'll put me... I'll put, I don't know why I did a Yorkshire accent partway through that sentence. <laughs> I did. Well, I did. But, so you would put your email address and think, oh, that's a great value, isn't it? Yes, and it was, and nobody ever watched them because they were far too long and it took you months to create. But it was just the thing, the bigger the sort of value you could put on it, like this is a $2,000 course, but you can have it for free. Loads of people did it. Loads of people did it, but you would just never do that now. And I think the the reason we are the, the our willingness to give away our email address it's so precious now compared to then is like the things you opt in for are not the things that you would have opted in for then it's totally different. we're more precious about our email address but actually we'll give it away for much less stuff if the stuff is correct if the stuff is correct that's what we're talking about on this episode of the email marketing show we're talking about why do people give you their email address but before we do that please welcome the man who told his parents off absolutely nagged them and went crazy at them because they didn't name him paul after his favorite magician paul daniels <laughs> it's hypnotist robert temple and the man, the only man, I think, in the world who can tell the difference between Coke and Pepsi, but he is a mind reader, it's Kennedy. Oh, I can't tell the difference. Rob and Kennedy can get inside your head. Now they can help you see how your subscribers think instead. You would have screwed up the statistics of those sort of blind taste tests that they did. And like the, I, I don't know have. when that was. You know, the big marketing thing. And they were like, oh, no one can tell the difference. I'd be like, take, and take your Pepsi and stick it. I don't like it. I just... I've got a Coke habit. <laughs> you not have a kebab without a Coke, can you? Considering how much you hate friends for having canned laughter, and where we are with canned blows. Right, right. okay, that's going, isn't it? Like, <laughs> you just know you're going to strip this show back to its bare naked self, <laughs> and before you know it, the poor listeners are all going to have to just listen to you and me chatting. Hey, this is Rob and Kennedy. <laughs> Hello. Welcome back once again, and this week, as we may have alluded to in the introduction, we are talking about lead magnets. Opt-ins, bribes, why people give you their email address in order to join your list. Mm. Because I mean, it's that easy to think. Oh well, I'll create like a free report or a cheat sheet or something like that, put up on the, on, a, on a page, a and white paper, a white paper, whatever it's going to be, a free video training, and put it on a page and say, "Hey, give us your email address." And if you're if you're finding that your ads or whatever your your lead generation, your traffic method is, are not performing that well, one of the reasons might be is that your audience market might be blind to that thing. They might have seen so I mean, how many social media planners or how many different ideas for Instagram stories am I going to see and be able to opt in? I mean, I've opted in for about seven of them so far. So I'm not blind to it yet. I'm still excited every time I see it. Cause it's You're like, hoping there's a new one. <laughs> I mean, like if one of those seven is one you haven't seen before, you'll be happy. I, I Honestly, I'm loving it. And I've paid for some of them, you know. But anyway, so we're going to give you six different alternative ones there's that you might use. Some yeah, well. quite unusual ones, yeah. In fact, we might even pop in a Brucey bonus number seven. In fact, I'm going to start off with Brucey bonus number seven. One of the reasons gone somebody I've got sorry mate. One of the reasons that we've not listed our little cheat sheet here is is actually they might join your list in order to become a customer. Right. Which is one of the things we've done. 
Absolutely. So we don't have a free email list per se. Yes, you can subscribe to get just alerts about the email marketing show, but we don't do any promotions to that. It's not actually our proper mailing list. The only thing we do promotions to and nurture and have deep relationships with are people who are already our customers, right? Because they've bought something like the email marketers game plan, something along those lines. Absolutely. Because because we've got a product range which is quite diverse in terms of what it helps people do, how how in-depth it is, and and the price point, I suppose, as well is, is quite quite a range. We feel like if people are qualified in that level, we'll, we'll nurture them further. So one of the things to do is think about, can you actually just build a list of people who are customers, who've not only proven that they are interested in your subject area and that they like and trust you, but also that they have a credit card and they know how to use it. Right. They like and trust you to a whole different level to just giving you an email address. Because, you know, we've all got, like, we've all had, I mean, in other businesses we have, and I'm sure loads of people have, got lists full of people Loads of people who just never even purchase from them. I mean, even if that thing was only a dollar to yeah, get on the list, like just, that's all it needs to be is a dollar. Effort to go, I'll go and grab my credit card. And I think a lot of people these days, I don't, I know you do, have their credit card details saved in various browser plugins anyway. So right. we're not even expecting them to go and hunt out their jacket that they're wearing at the weekend and, and figure out, mm, where's my wallet again? There's always that bloke that knows his credit card details off by heart. I'm not that, are you that I'm bloke. I'm not that person at all, no. Uh, I think this is really cool. And it's also the reason why free plus shipping things work, yes. you know, because they're, they're a customer of a free thing, but they've at least had to pay for the shipping and I never thought about it. the free plus shipping thing, actually. That's a really good point. If somebody doesn't know what that is, I mean, I know most people do, just want to keep it like even even keel for everybody. Explain a little bit about Basically, it. you have a thing like a book or a DVD, a CD, a physical product of some description. It could be like a, a bottle of supplement, if that's what you sell, whatever it is. And when somebody lands on a page, you offer to give them it for free and they just have to pay towards the shipping and handling. So they may pay, might pay six or seven dollars towards the shipping and handling. And it used to be something that was really popular back in the day, wasn't it? Yeah, and it was a, like a surge of it again a couple mm. of years ago. And some, so I'm still seeing an ad for somebody's free plus shipping at least two or three times a week. Yeah, yeah. So book, it is still. There's blowing. a lot of books doing it right now. I, right. I bought a book recently and uh, it was you, the book's free, just pay $300 for the shipping. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you put them, you do, of course, usually put them straight into a funnel. There's normally like a bump tick box offer on the order form so yeah. you are monetizing that process very very quickly so but becoming a customer option. that's our sort of extra brucey bonus that one. nearly became its own episode then that was dangerous danger i'm gonna haul you back but the next one we're going to talk about the first official of the six that we plan to talk about today are, are the standard free report or video highly consumable bit of content something like a cheat sheet or a template or something like that they're your sort of standard ones that everyone's doing and we're going to cover them as just one blanket thing and again, what's changed with that over a period of time is that the amount of it has got less. So, for example, like when I when I started doing this in like 2009, 2010, mm. I was told to start building this list. I was told that I needed to give away some sort of free book or something. And I spent months writing something that was this mammoth volume. And now you just don't need to do that. No, no. I, I think what people want is they, we are all more aware than ever of how little time we've got and I need to get that result, but I haven't got the time to learn how to do it, which is why so many people are asking us to like do stuff for them. Done for you services are, are, are going really well for people. So make it highly consumable. If it's one sheet or the one question you could ask to have this result or the one thing to change in your diet to do why thing, then, then, uh, then that's going to be really, really good. Your buzzwords are like checklist and cheat sheet and the one pager or the one the one you know if you can do if you can do it really really quickly or the three minute routine if you can help you lose weight in less time than four years then i'm gonna 
be more uh, likely to be compelled to, to grab a hold of it. So there you go. So there's the free report or video. The next one is actually to sign up to receive your emails. In yes. fact, we did a whole episode with our friend Amy Perkins, which if you haven't ch- tuned into it already, it's episode at, 12. Episode 12. You'll find it over at the emailmarketingshow.com slash unlearn if you want to hear her episode about it. It's a whole episode about how she literally gets people to to sign up to her email list in order to hear from her. So when they hear, when you hear from her, you're not surprised, you don't unsubscribe, and you really want to. It's a really nice way to get around that thing where people opt in to get the free report, and then they're annoyed because they realise they can't instantly download it. That's yes. the thing we handle. We've got a, a course called First 5K, yep. designed to help people get their first 5,000 subscribers. In fact, these six things uh, that we're talking about are just six of 13. 15. Oh, you have to do an extra two, don't we, in 15, the program? Yeah. 15 different lead attraction, lead magnet type things. If list building is something you're particularly focused on right now, you can check it out over at emailmarketingheroes.com forward slash five, the number five, K, five K. Yeah. So anyway, the- as we were saying, um, we overcome that. But people opt in for this free report, then they're annoyed they can't instantly download it because that's what the copy on the page implied. And then suddenly you're probably trying to sell them something. And then suddenly they receive an email from you two days later when they can't remember who you were because all they did was try and get the free thing. Yes. Whereas this just solves that instantly. It does. So moving on to number numero three, uh, a little bit of an accent there for you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, is to actually... Join your list because they want to participate in some kind of contest, competition, or draw. And that might be, I saw one really good recently from our friend Teresa Heath-Waring, literally the other day on her Instagram, which was, enter this thing, and you can win a pile of my favorite business books, which is a a giveaway we did, actually, uh, a year ago, maybe Mm. longer ago. Um, So you could enter this draw by joining the list. And remember... Obviously, the key thing there is not to be giving away a car in order to, and, and while you, what your product is that you sell email marketing training, for example. You want to make sure the thing they're entering for qualifies them. That's we're really gonna, important. We're going to do a contest where you can win an evening with Rob or Kennedy. Yes. So if you want to not be entered into that, it's an opt-out in, in opt-in <laughs> email list. Um, so, I mean, in, in my year, I know, I, <laughs> it is a really... Can you imagine that? We're going to send you all of this thing unless you opt-in. <laughs> It's the opposite of GDPR compliant. If I could spell GDPR backwards, I would have said it was that. Anyway. RPDGPDB? You that, see, you, you went, went, went with gusto it. there, I mate. I was and it get just it. You, I, um, I do this, actually, with my uh, hypnosis shows. People can enter a contest to win tickets for the show and to win some other stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, they get entered into this draw, and they do it by entering their name and email address and phone number, and now they're on my list. And if they lose, do they get an evening with you? They do. <laughs> <laughs> I've plumbed that into uh, up viral as well from our pal Wilco de Cry. Yeah. And uh, so that causes this little contest to go viral. Yeah, if you want well. to, by the way, if you want to run viral contests that get people to like share your contest with their friends and in order to get more points to be entered into your contest more, the best platform I've seen and I've used, I should say, not seen, not just seen, but actually we use is called up viral and you should definitely check it out. Um, it's really, really good. I've built an entire business list from scratch, only using that technology. Back in the day before that actually exists, I had a bit of tech custom built. Do you remember that? Yeah. I had a stupid name for it. You did. Do you remember what it was called? List Wax. It was called List Wax. I don't know why it was called List You Wax. had a reason. It was something to do with something. To do with bees and building like worker bees or something? Maybe. I can't remember. It was very, and very arty, wasn't it? Was it was tenuous and it was post-justified, like yeah. a lot of art. <laughs> and the graphics and everything were fit for the time. Um, <laughs> was that shorthand for shit? Yeah, <laughs> but they look good then. Um, 
anyway, thought they did, anyway. I'm going to drag us back to some contests. Yeah, so contests are really, really powerful. And here's an obscure one, moving on to mm. number four, um, is getting somebody to vote for something. What a really popular thing that loads of people do, and I don't think they capitalise on the opportunity enough, is to get people to like vote for, you know, I'm working on this new course and I want you to vote for the cover of, of the, the book yeah. or like we did it when we launched this podcast would you want a red cover or a blue cover because people have got taste they chose red cover and um we should have done red cover and blonde cover really uh, but people would vote for the cover Could, white would look really good it's too late now <laughs> we're all the way into this podcast on this episode yeah um so yeah you can you can have somebody vote for something but when they vote for the thing instantly ask them for their email address if they'd like to find out which one and get some more up-to-date information yeah, get the it. result of the thing you just Tell me you care about because you've just put your sort of awe into it. This is a really good opportunity if you've if you've been working really really hard to build an audience on social media. This is a really like one of the best opportunities you've got to take those people and turn them into subscribers. That's a question we get a lot, isn't it? Like I've got a really good social audience. I'm really good at Instagram or really good at LinkedIn or Twitter or whatever. And how, how, do, how do I get them to a list? Yeah. This is like the most natural way of doing it because contests and stuff and voting for stuff is usually built into those platforms. So they're already au fait with pools and that kind of stuff, which are already built into stuff. So taking them to a, a place to do that separately and then where they can see the result is just like it's probably the smoothest transition that I could think of. We've really. done it with, um, obviously we've got, we've got response suite. We've done it in a lot of response suite surveys. So you can create the little contest, pop the images up. Somebody picks one and then takes them to the next page. They pop their email address in. You have a little video. Ideally, I think if you can pre-frame the contest with what, what it's about, why it's important to them, and then talk about the fact. And, and then that way, when you then say, would you like to find out more about this when it goes live, they're much more inclined to say, well, oh, there is their hand and say, oh yes, I'm interested. Here's my email address. So I think if you've got a social audience, this is hands down one of the best ways. And you can do it quite often you could do it every every maybe six months or something like uh, do it a couple of times a year get a big surge of your audience across to your list mm -hmm. and if you want a, a tool to do that of course we're very biased but uh, response suite at responsesuite.com is a really good way of running those sort of voting things where you could put images on that people can vote between or different phrases they can they can they could help you pick the name of your event or the name of your book or or whatever it is that you're, you're working on as well so responsesuite.com is a good place i've heard it's excellent i've heard it's excellent excellent so good stuff. The next one is a challenge. This is a, this has been popular, and it went through a massive surge. And I don't see it as much right now at the time of recording. I'm actually about to run one in one of my markets. Uh, and this I really like them. Uh, my problem with challenges, I've got too many ideas. I've got a bunch of them I'd love to do. Don't have okay. the time to do them. So what do we what do we mean by challenge for you? What, what does that mean for you when you say about a challenge? Because I seem from the outside, our, our mate Tanya was like the queen of the challenge. Mm. We, we interviewed her for a, another podcast once about that and. It, it's, I just feel like, what is it? Like, is it just actually another way of doing a course? Like, what do you mean by a challenge? When you think of a challenge, what do you actually mean? So I definitely see it as part of a sales process. So they are they are opting in for a sales process. It's a bit like an alternative to, say, that you know, the free webinar or something where somebody registers for It's a for bit a like a product launch webinar. then. It's like an, an educate, like Jeff Walker yes, product launch. It's yes. a bit like that. I never thought about this way yeah, before. So if, just, you if you think about that, so Jeff Walker's product launch formula, we're giving you two more reasons to opt in here, two more lead magnet ideas here. <laughs> but if somebody opts in for like their sequence of three or four videos, like Jeff Walker's, product launch formula, or if somebody was to go through a webinar, yes. they're registering for something where the the sort of bit that gets you from here to the pitch is free. 
but then the, at the end there's a built-in opportunity to upgrade it's like pay. an educational sales process the yeah. challenge isn't it so uh, so the thing that I, I i mean i can share what mine is this challenge if you want we could do a whole episode on how to use challenges to build your list let's and do that people. one day but yeah but let's i mean give but, them a bit now yeah so i mean mine is literally i'm going to show people how to set up the next year so that they're going to have a successful business and they cannot help but fail that's what i want to do they can't help but fail can't, can't help, help, but, help but succeed they can't help but succeed they cannot fail yes right. so it's not just goal setting it's like action-based goal setting right but i know by the end of that they're going to say this is what i'm going to do these are the things i need to do to 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 get to where i want to get to with my business but i need to know how to do those things so the big question at the end of it is the thing that my program answers yep so i want to get this amount of income i want to make a hundred thousand dollars or whatever and i'm going to do that by having a really good website and i'm going to do it by being the absolute king of twitter right that's how i'm going to do it excellent how do i do that and now that's when the sales process happens at the end so of it. So you do have to be careful. For example, if you were in the helping people to quit smoking niche and yes. your free challenge is seven-day free challenge to quit smoking and then they opt in and they go through their training and at the end of it you go, great, now join my quit smoking program. It's not going to work because if the challenge was any good, they don't need your product anymore. So you have to sort of, but you could do, here's a, a seven-day challenge to help you uh, up your willpower, for example, because that's only one element of stopping smoking and then you can sell them and the you course. you just target to towards, quit. yeah, you would just target the smokers. Yeah. Yeah, that way. That's exactly okay. right. So you, you really have to just be careful with. So if, you know, I've done a goal setting challenge where they get the seven days to like set their goals and what they want to do. Yeah. But then actually having most people set goals and never achieve them. So yeah. the course was about how to be higher, how to be a higher achiever and get more of your goals to happen. So it's your challenge is a natural lead in to. So it gets them out of the starting blocks. It's usually not always, but for me when I think of a challenge, it's usually more motivational and strategic than it is well, I was saying that I've just had a moment oh come on do you man. remember back in the day when people used to do the five day mini series you'd opt in and get a five day mini series it's That's that but made new interactive dynamic people are like live interacting in like a Facebook group as well like it's but that my, isn't it yeah it is that but I was just thinking about what I was saying there about being live and interactive and I'm going to show you an example where it's not this so sometimes it's not live and interactive and sometimes it's also not strategic and what you need to do but not how to do it because I did a we're seven- talking out of our asses then <laughs> I just, I just, this is just proof that you can do it in loads of different ways. Loads of different ways of skinning the cat, right? Please don't do that um, ever again. And <laughs> is I did a seven-day copy challenge, and I taught people some copy mm-hmm. techniques. They could absolutely go and do them, but then the thing, the question at the end is like, where do I do this, and how do I get traffic to that? And I taught traffic off the back of it. So it's basically the f- get people a very specific result. I think we're about to do a whole episode on bloody challenges now. So let's move on. Yes. But, but you do a free challenge, people register, they get free stuff for a period of time and at the end you sell They get thing. excited, they can see the potential of results in the future, but as a roadblock and that roadblock's the thing you help them overcome with your paid product. Awesome. Magic. That's the reason they're on your list. And the, the great thing about getting people on the list with a challenge is they are excited. A challenge is driven by excitement. Yeah. That's a real big thing there. The last thing is a trial. So we'll talk about Response Suite again, which obviously is that great, that, that uh, our survey quiz type platform. And we the way we generated most of our early sales of most of our early customers at Response Suite was by offering a 14-day, I think it was, free yep. trial initially. Yep. So free trials, are, if you've got a membership program of something, free trial. We've even seen a free trial of a paid webinar. Do you want yeah, to talk about so that? there's a really great thing where somebody comes along and you sell them a, sort of a webinar that is fundamentally risk-free. And rather than being 
typical risk-free, which is you pay for it now and if you don't like it, you can ask and we'll give you a refund. That's only risk-free if you trust that the person's going to give you their money back, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so what you can do is get around that by saying, listen, I'm going to teach this 90-minute webinar and in that webinar, I'm going to teach you this big result. You'll be able to go and get this big result. Now, the webinar is totally free to attend. You're just going to come along. You're going to register with your credit card details just so we know you're a real person because we've only got X number of spaces on the webinar. Yeah. And we'll teach you the whole thing. You'll learn the whole system. You can join us live. We'll have a Q&A at the end for another half an hour. Ask your questions. And if you like it, and only if you like it, uh, a couple of days later, we'll just bill you for the $97 or the $300 or whatever it's going to be. And basically, you get people to register. Again, they do have to put their credit card details in as well. So yep. a bit like what we talked about at the beginning about voting with their, with their wallet. And that registers their place. And they're put now into an agreed subscription. That is, the, you know, the webinar's in three days' time. So in two days after that, five days' time from the point of registering, for example, that's when they're going to be billed the $97. That's what they've agreed to, unless they get in touch and say, no, nope, that was crap. Uh, so again, really, really popular thing. It's a, it's a, it's sort of a trial into a paid product. And what's really nice is it, it, it's easy to think when, when you first ever told me about this because I had never heard about this until you told me about the way, by the way. And I thought, well, don't you just get loads of people like asking for like refunds and being annoyed and cancelling? You don't. And the reason you don't get that is because on the webinar you get them so excited and you build a relationship with them, so they're going. This, I mean, I want the first 12 minutes of my webinars on my any bit of content to be like the, the most valuable thing and the bit that makes them go, this is great. The other great thing about it is, of course, that if they want the recording so they can go back over it, they have to they have to let the billing go through. Like, you know, obviously, if they if they get in touch and say, I didn't like it, I want a refund. Yeah, just and you can do things on the webinar like, I'm going to send you out the notes and the workbook afterwards and so that to make it more valuable. So you can definitely do all of that. There we go. We are running over a little bit, but we made it through all six and some bonuses as well. We did. Right. We're going to do quickly a lovely and fabulous listener's question. Hi, Robin Kennedy. I have a question for you. My name is Kerry Jordan and I'm a professional dog photographer. I have an email subscriber list of over one and a half thousand. However, the majority of those came from a collaborative competition hosted by another brand. In theory, they should still be clients who like my content, dog lovers who like to travel with their dogs. But despite testing numerous email subject headers and content, and even asking people to hit reply in the emails to answer fun questions, I'm getting super low opens and click-throughs. Is it worth trying to convert these people, or should I be concentrating on building more of a list from my current audience? Well, we've just got to ask... What would Julie Andrews do? Two minutes. Okay, first of all, I want to just acknowledge the fact, Gary, that... Doing a collaborative contest is a cracking way of building a list because obviously you've got fellow dog lovers, uh, fellow dog loving business on uh, working together and multiplying your reach. That's an amazing Perfect thing. question for this episode. It's a really good one. It's as if we planned it. What I would say you really need is you need to have a mechanism for when people start to disengage. And what we all need to have is when people stop start disengaging, that's by stopping opening our emails, that's by not clicking our links, by not replying. We need to then drop them into an automated sequence, which the only purpose of that automated, automated sequence is to get them to re-engage. And you can do that in a number of ways. One, by getting to understand them. Secondly, by using some slightly sort of more pattern interrupty uh, words and phrases and techniques where you basically you basically say things in your subject lines and your emails that are totally out of character for you. Not against your brand, not that are going to hurt anybody or upset anybody, 
but that are not your sort of typical thing and just trying to wake them up it's it kind sort of, of makes them sit up and go what oh, what's, what's happened what here? is that well, one of the best things to do is acknowledge the fact like i'm gonna delete you or we haven't spoken for ages so you want to you want to want a campaign that does that i haven't left you much time rob sorry that's fine and that campaign can sort of step up over a period of time so you can get not more aggressive i don't want to use the word aggressive but you can get more forceful with your subject line assertive yeah. is everything okay uh you know did i mess up and and really go further down that line and the key thing is to take this and you've made the, the first step which is to work out how many people on your list are already disengaged most people blindly crack on with their Just email marketing and they just go well i think it's different people opening my emails all the time they don't realize there's a huge block of people who are never opening your emails and that's why your open rates and click-through rates are generally lower than you'd like them to be it's actually this uh, for the large part it's the same bunch of people not opening anything and it's a huge number so you've done the right thing by finding them so run this revival campaign to everybody and then automate it <sighs> beautifully done again just made it there you go. I, I thought you were going to That's why they pay me the big bucks. That's why they dye your hair red in your sleep. That's exactly <laughs> it. <laughs> now, if you would like to do what Kerry did and send in one of your burning email marketing questions, it can be anything you want, but please make it as specific as you can, just like Kerry did. It could be about any area of email marketing, about copy. It could be about who you send from. It could be technical to do with deliverability. It could be literally any area. What I think right, right now... Why do you listen to this show, apart from to hang out with us and hear what we've got to say? But what is it, what's stopping you? What's holding you back from doing better email marketing or even doing email marketing the way that you want to do it? We'd love to hear that. Just go over to theemailmarketingshow.com where you'll find a little magic button. I think it's an orange button. I feel like it is orange. Mm -hmm. And you can press it and record your question just the way that Kerry did there. And uh, you do it right on the screen there. Very simple, even from a mobile device. So let's now let's head into subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. You've got another doozy, haven't you? I have. Yeah. This week the subject line comes from our pal Matt Basak, mm -hmm. and uh, it's now Matt, like us, teaches email marketing and list building specifically, but email marketing, yep. and is a great, great, great email marketer. Great guy. And so he teaches email marketing, and the subject line. So it comes through Matt Basak, and, and you know I'm, I'm subscribed to his list, so I know what he talks about. It comes through, and the subject line was the case against email. Now, I've used this before. Like I've got a list in the personal development space and I've done the case against personal development. It's the same sort of idea, really? just by That's coincidence. Yeah, yeah. And I think that if you can do the case against the thing that you help people with, so if you teach PR, you do the case against PR, like that's a really good way to make people sit up and pay attention. I actually think it would be particularly good when somebody hasn't been on your list for all that long. That's interesting. And you could, you could go a bit broader with that as well, couldn't you? You could go into like why I hate or something, or, or why this is dead. So it's basically about going against the thing that people know you are a champion of. Right. And then uh, effectively, in that email, you then would go on, to, I guess, to talk about why it's, why it's generally done wrong and therefore why you have to pay attention to this guy and really, really cool. So the case against... Whatever this thing is. Subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. If you want the show notes on everything we talked about in this episode, which has been another doozy, I think. I think it's our longest episode yet. We'll have to tighten our bootstraps a little bit uh, for the next one. But you can go over to theemailmarketingshow.com slash magnet, and we'll share with you all those six and the extra one way of getting people to opt into your list, the different lead magnets. Those are six and the extra one are all part of actually 13 uh, of the different reasons why that people... 15, there was two 
two bonus ones. 15, bon- uh, 15 different ways and reasons that people could opt into your list, which is just one module or one part of one module of our first 5K program. Of the Court of King Caracas. <laughs> Sounds like it. If you are wanting to get your first 5,000, your first 5,000 email subscribers and do it in a way that excites them, a way that's unique to you, it's not just copy and paste and clone, then you can go and check out our first 5K program. That's over at emailmarketingheroes.com slash 5k the number Nailed five k wow that was a mouthful wasn't it i need to go and breathe have a bit of a lie down and a glass of water well make sure if you haven't already subscribe to the show so you don't miss out on another episode hit subscribe on your favorite podcast player and we'll be right back here with another guest next week the 